Learning scripture, knowing Christ. Welcome to the Hashtag One Fear podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hashtag One Fear podcast. And today in the upper room, it's just myself and Danielle, my lovely bride. Hello. Am I on? Yeah, I, oh. so, sorry, I turned the headphones down for a second. Hello. They're back on now. My ears are so... Bleeding? No, not that bad. And yes, I am standing. Yeah, why are you standing? Because you don't like the chairs? My back hurts. Oh. Because I remember you said you can't sit in those seats so, for so long. Yeah, on the side the of you have the wall there. to hang, yeah. <laughs> There's no back to our chair, well, to your chairs. Yeah, you always I get have the comfy my, chair. Hey, it's actually not that comfy. You have a it's back more, and it's you comfier, swivel. More comfier. Or, and you swivel. And I swivel. That, yeah, if you ever hear like a squeak, that's what it is. It's my chair. <laughs> I'll get my standing time and the rest of my calories on Oh, sure, my it's not. I just try to do it and it's not. Yeah, whatever. Um, so speaking of standing... <laughs> So about a month ago, maybe, I, I posted something on our Facebook group asking uh, the top five reasons why people love their jobs. What do you think num- the number one reason is? So I said from five down uh, through two, uh, number five was challenge, four, variety, three, culture, two, freedom. And what was number one? Do you remember? Okay. What, what, what was am it? I saying? Yeah, you can say that. If you want to. It was coworkers, wasn't it? Yeah. It was okay. the people that you work with. Yeah. Um, and of course, my mother was the one that got the answer. <laughs> but uh, I, loved some of the an- I loved some of the answers. Um, one of them was up-to-date technology, the dress code, um, and comfy chairs <laughs> was, was another That's one. Horrific. Uh, yeah, one of them was also uh, a good boss or leader, which, I mean, it's kind of like the people you work with, but that's just one person. There you go. And they, and they do have like a big impact on, on things. Where are all of the other? Oh, I, I, I can't stand that about Facebook. Like, just show me all the comments. All right. You don't have to filter them out. Yeah, I, it's annoying. And yet it's not. It's like the most relevant, the newest. For some reason, it's not showing me all of them. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but from what I remember, some said like money, like the pay and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. And um, really, I, I do agree, though, that it's got to be the people that you work with, because that's why I've, that's probably the only reason why I've ever liked my job, any job that I've had. Yeah. And, and any time I haven't liked a job, <laughs> it was because of the people. Well... <laughs> And I'm pretty sure the only time you ever left jobs was not necessarily your coworkers. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it, I don't think it ever was. No. And no. actually, isn't that the number one reason people leave jobs is from poor management or bosses? Like they stay for co- for good coworkers, yeah. but they leave because of mistreatment uh, yeah. from bosses. And I mean, the, the article I read, I, it didn't really say anything about that, but I'd agree. Yeah. I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. That's the. Yeah. I mean, why would you <laughs> stay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the reason I bring it up is because one of my coworkers, uh, I don't know if she minds me saying her name, Wendy. Um, <laughs> Oops! If she Oops! Didn't. If she didn't. Uh, no, she probably wouldn't care. But uh, there was one day I was uh, we were we were chatting, and uh, I mentioned like how much I appreciated how she went out of her way to go uh, defend, like, hey, he cannot sign in to work uh, upstairs. He can only do it downstairs. So he has to, like, run all the way downstairs. So it needs to be fixed. It should have been fixed, like, two months ago. It's been going on for how long or whatever it was, you know. So eventually it it did get fixed. But I was like, I, I told her, I was like, I really appreciate you doing that because, like, how many people in church, like, Christians wouldn't do something like that, like go up to their boss and be like, yo, fix this issue. You know, they have to do the quote-unquote Christian thing. I was like, you did more of a Christian thing than a Christian does. And she says, well, I was just trying to prove my point. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, regardless, I appreciate it because 
Um, there, there's very few people that stick up for others. And, uh, I think that's been just one of those themes really in the past couple months anyway, where we, we've got to get each other's backs, you know, and, and how much we need each other, not just in, in, uh, in word, like you got to show up. You can't do things if you don't show up. Have I ever shared that story when we were at Creation Fest and Switchfoot was taking questions? I, th- I, I think you have. I, yeah, and they're like, "Hey, what what can we do to like better and, and, or whatever?" Uh, so, it is. Uh, some like yeah, it was later like asked that. Switchfoot that question. Yeah. No, they asked Did us. They? Yeah, they no. wanted an answer from us, and I I shot my hand up, and a whole bunch of hands went up, and it the mic came over to me first, and I said just two words: show up. And that was it. And like half the hands lower. Just went down. They would go down. And I think it was like Tim Foreman. He was just like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like you, you, yeah. you really can't do anything unless you show up, you know. And uh, Well, and your, your actions need to meet your words. I mean, we all mess up on that sometimes. But um, I think it was Joanna that was just today. Was it her? <laughs> it was someone. It was. I'm pretty sure it was her. But like talking about a, like in an, in a an abuse situation. So like if a wife and the kids are abused and she leaves for a little while, but then goes back to him, she's asked. She's told told by somebody. So you're saying that your kids deserve this? No, they didn't do anything to deserve this. But that's what you're saying. No, it's it's not what I'm saying. Well, by you telling them. You did nothing to deserve this, but then you put them back in the situation yeah. in which it's done to them. Your words don't matter. Yeah. And so, and I was like, that's, I mean, that's legitimately what it is. You could tell somebody I think all uh, day, every day something, and if you don't act it. Yeah. I think that's a system that has its own episode. Yeah. Because no, <laughs> it is a broken system. That's just more of the, like, yeah, as you example. say something and... Yeah. It, it, definitely, because... Uh, I've had way too many people say that, you know, I'm there for you. Now I'm praying for you and all this. And it's like, okay, yeah, praying, that's real nice. Uh, But can you show up? You said you're here for me, but where are you? One of those kinds of things. And most people, and and I got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes they just don't know what to do, you know? Or they really can't. Yeah, or they just literally can't. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me and maybe you too, that we're the, we're just that kind of person that we will show up even just like cancel whatever we can, if it's possible to show up, like we make it a thing to show up rather than just, I'll see what I can do. And you know, and that's not tooting our own horn, (laughs) um, well, just, no, I say yeah, that just because, yeah. like, from that from that perspective, yeah. through that lens, it's like it's just weird to me that people, especially Christians, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't do that kind of thing. I think you know? it's a. I do know. I've, I'm starting to learn when, depending on what it is, there are times I've had to learn to say no because I know yeah. I really can't either physically or mentally handle something. But, um, but that's it's very rare. Like, it's more like I do it where I, I usually say no if it's like, hmm, me saying yes to this is actually going to be worse for everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, I even like said to a friend today that I was like, I have no magical answers for you, but I, I'm here. Yeah. And um, then another friend, though, I said, I'm a horrible, it was Megan. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't be available tomorrow for for the girls. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm a terrible neighbor. And she's like, not at all. And I said, you're too kind. (laughs) But, um, I mean, we've talked a lot before about, I mean, I do think we still need to encourage the kids and do devotions with them and pray with them. But if we Uh, tell them to do it and we're not doing it. Yeah. I ordered that book by the way on, on Proverbs. Oh, yeah, because I've been wanting to go through Proverbs with the older two anyway. Yeah. Um, so 
practice what you preach. Yeah. <laughs> More well, about the story. The There's, there it goes. <laughs> that's the episode. Uh, no, I, I think the, the whole reason why we bring it up is because we want to f- put this episode uh, in focus of humility, of humbleness. Or what are you doing? Looking for my candy? No, you're not allowed to eat. I'm trying to take my candy. <sighs> I would if I was allowed to eat. Um, but yeah, we want to focus on humility, what it means to be humble, uh, and the ver- the various aspects of being a humble person. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna look through First Peter chapter five, at least the first eleven or so verses. So, without any further ado. Here we go. Go. All right, so what are your thoughts on what, uh, like just in general, what do you think humility is or humbleness, I should say? Because humility, it's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Like, not that. Humbleness. Hmm. I guess it depends on the context. Yeah. Um, I would say think... Humble, humble. I don't want to say thinking. (laughs) I feel feel like I'm on like a spelling bee. Can you use the word in a sentence? Um, I think it's not... What is that saying? That like thinking... It's not thinking less of yourself, but thinking about yourself less. Not that. I think it's more maybe placing yourself in a teachable position. And you could be very smart, but it's not yeah. wielding that as a a weapon. What about uh, like... <laughs> um, it, what comes to my mind is... I just really don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, it, um, humbleness, it, it's really hard to define it, but it's really easy, I think, to give examples. And I think that's the number one example when it comes to uh, humbleness is that we just do the stuff that we just don't want to do. So I think there's like two, I'm going to try really hard not to use the example that's in my head. Um, <laughs> You have the humbleness that you have to, of doing something that you have to do. Like maybe you actually do need to humble yourself and take care of something that you, you need to. (laughs) Um, But I think there's also the humbleness where it's like, maybe it's not actually your job or duty to do something. So but you step, humble yourself yeah. to that. Step aside and allow And you someone, do it. Or, yeah. I mean, or you humble yourself and you do something despite the fact that it's not actually. Yeah. Like, and, I mean, I guess I, Jesus just came to mind. I mean, he humbled himself to do something that he didn't deserve and that was not caused by him. Yeah. Well, what do you it, think of? I, well, th- that's what I was saying. <laughs> like, the not... Like doing something that you just don't want to do, because uh, humbleness is like what kind of a characteristic does a person have who is humble? And it's really easy to be like, oh, they're a kind person, they do nice things, and all that kind of thing. But I think when uh, what Peter and elsewhere in, in in scripture, but we're focusing on on First Peter chapter five here, uh, when he writes about being humble, uh, I don't think it's about just being a nice person. I think it is kind of like along the lines of what you were saying, where you place yourself under even the tutelage of another person. And I'm, I'm set that that's the reason, like that's the way he means it, because of what he writes previously. Um, so, I mean, that... That is in uh, verse 5b, like halfway through 5. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. All right, so 
I want to go back to verse one though, to get kind of get a better idea of what he's communicating. All right, so chapter five, verse one of First Peter reads. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to, to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. All right. So like I was saying earlier, like humility is doing something that you just don't want to do. (laughs) Uh, Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a sense of humility where you, even though you don't want to, you've You've got to do it. You have to be willing to take on the hard tasks. So, um, what is this called? The IVP <laughs> yeah, Bible the, background commentary. Yeah. So I yeah. read what that said, but then I also read, I think it was the Amplified of verse 6. And it's talking about humility in these verses specifically is referring to being a servant. Because it says the the way that it's um, worded or the context meaning mm-hmm. is wearing the servant's apron and it's lowering yourself to serve another and being yeah. on. So like, yeah. I don't do people when they yeah. think of humility. Do they think of it at, at being an act of service on their part? Yeah, and, and honestly, I think like how I'm explaining it, I think that's an aspect of it because you have to submit yourself you have to be that servant kind of person uh like jesus jesus was like hey you're my peeps uh do as i do and what did he do he washed feet which was a cultural thing yeah so you don't yes, need to do the wa- I feet mean, washing <laughs> if people want to as a symbol that's cool but yeah. like think of context so what is in our day and age that could be the same sort of... Yeah. I mean, because I think of the leaders who don't want to clean things. They don't want to clean toilets. They don't want to take out the trash. That's not their job. Yeah. We're going to hire somebody else to do it versus the ones who are like, something needs done. I'm capable. It's in front of me. I'm going to yeah. do it. Like the best pastors out there, the best elders, are the ones that you have no idea that they're an elder or a pastor because or, you see them working. Yeah, or, or yeah. they are, and you'll be shocked at the things that they do. Yeah. I mean, I think we've shared the story that like, I mean, our pastor gets dirty with the best of them doing jobs. But then, like, I said, my Uncle Keith is one of the biggest servant-hearted people I know. I wouldn't be surprised if he can take apart a car and put it back together. Uncle Keith? That's what oh, he yeah. did as a yeah, teen. Yeah, it, it's like, yeah. With the best cars on the planet at that yeah. time. Yep. Uh, but I think an equivalent to answer your question, if I come to your house, will you wash my socks? <laughs> Have <laughs> you just played soccer? Uh, it depends on what day <laughs> and what season. I'll wash your normal <laughs> socks. <laughs> hey, servanthood, I have put those disgusting, sweaty pennies in the wash okay. for you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, a few times. They have touched I, sweaty we, men that I've never met. And girls. Barely. They okay, don't sweat the same. But, okay, I'm not going to go there. But it's... <laughs> It was funny the one time where I think you washed it with a couple oh, other uh-huh. things. Yes. And the next day we played soccer and I'm like, yeah, just get your pennies. And I think it was Aki who holds up a pair of Rilla's underwear like, hey, what's... <laughs> I'm like, oh, jeez. Uh, Sorry. I, I still don't know how that happened because... <laughs> I don't know. I don't wash it them with been, anything else. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if it was like stuck to the side of the washing yeah, machine or something. Maybe. I don't know. Um Yeah. Where were we? Oh, gosh. Servanthood. Yeah, servanthood. So, like, um, learning isn't always just gleaning from a teaching or reading. Learning is also doing. Uh, like, for example, I, it, the, uh, the place of my employment, I, I could be told over and over again how to work the machine, but I'd know it so much better if I just do it myself. 
Mm-hmm. Like, tell me what button to push. Don't it, tell me about the button. Just tell me the... the man to fish, not fish for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah feed, or feed him. A, yeah. I think yeah. what you were saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, so then the, uh, uh, as God wants you to, not pursuing dishonest gain. All right. So these elders are supposed to. Uh, what verse is that? What is it? Uh, we're still in two. Uh, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, uh, not pursuing dishonest gain. All right, so what kind of a gain are we going to get being that kind of a leader? You know, and I'll even throw it out there, it's not always money. You know, it, we, we, sh- we always want to be that person of renown. You know, I, I want to be known, personally, I want to be known as that humble person, not the kind of person that has renown. I, we just did an episode not too long ago on money and fame. Yeah. Fame is not something that we should have. Well, hence the downfall of how many people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we just don't know how to handle it. And I don't know if I'd know how to handle it if I was any more popular and that's honestly why there there's some celebrities that I very much admire who completely keep themselves and their family out of yeah out of, the out of yeah because yeah. they they don't want it for their families. But um, so when it goes to that verse though, the image of a shepherd most readily connotes a concerned a concerned guide rather than a severe ruler. Although the image of shepherds had often been applied to rulers in parts of the ancient Near East, to Greek kings, and so forth. Charges of illegitimate gain were often made against moral teachers in the ancient world, and it was necessary for Christians to avoid even the appearance of impropriety. Hmm. Even the appearance. Yeah. Uh, so not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. And we've, I mean, we've been talking about serving. Yeah, and, and the humility it takes. Uh, Verse 3, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. So kind of like, do as I say, not as I do. You know, like, that's that's not a biblical thing, and hopefully no leaderships are are doing anything like that. What? So. So. Um, I feel like it's very, very, what is the word? I don't know what specific you're, in okay. in saying humble yourselves to be a servant because what do you do with the things that are like oh you're servant hearted you can stack the chairs yeah. like I mean it's a joke <laughs> but it really is it becomes we put the the title almost of servant on certain people yeah like do they if if they come to you and they say I love doing the grunt work put me to work I love doing this are they yeah. actually in a humble they're already in a humble place. Like, so I yeah. almost feel yep. like, <laughs> hey. right. um, I'll edit that out. <laughs> that we're all called as Christians to servanthood, whether or not we want to, or that we're good at it, or we like it. Yeah. I get, I get this, uh, like, I don't know if it's just a small church that I grew up in, but. Uh, my uncle, who was the pastor, he was <clears throat> he was always that one. Uh, even the pa- as pastor, he was always there to uh, greet people, shake hands, uh, catch up with people. Like, hey, how's how are you doing? How's your your mom doing? You know that kind of thing. Uh, whereas, you know, on a Sunday morning, it's like now pastors, especially, are like, I need to be, I need to get prepared, or like. As as the worship leader, I have to be ready. Shouldn't you already have done that? <laughs> you know, like shouldn't you already be ready? How how ready can you be to do that? Like, I is someone like this is this is my idea why why they might do that. Do you think that somebody might actually detract you from true worship? Or is it actually just yourself? You know what I mean? Like, is someone go, going to like mess up your spirit to the point where you cannot 
give the word of God from the pulpit? I'm supposing my answer is supposed to be no. <laughs> I mean, in a way, yeah, but it's like you're not going to get messed up by going around and greeting people and saying oh. hello. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I, I feel like it. that's a cop out from doing that kind of, yeah. from that interaction. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I could see bigger churches like, okay, yeah, you're not going to yeah. get to everybody, but I mean, make an effort. Yeah. I can see you, you know? saying, like, if somebody starts to get into like a conversation to you, say, hey, I'd love to talk about this. Can we meet after church? Yeah. Like, or sometime during the week or. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can see that because that can, depending on what it is. That could throw you, but yeah. just saying hi to people and being there to show them that hey, I exist, and yeah. or even afterwards, if you if you don't do it beforehand, you stick around afterwards. Yeah, and the reason the reason I bring that up too, it like not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. It seems like a lot of leadership in a lot of churches, especially like the bigger uh, up to the mega churches, They're are they are lofty yeah like the untouchables you cannot go up against them or anything like that instead why can't we just interact with each other i like as as extroverted as i am i still am an introvert what is that what did we we talked about that did we decide i I don't know. You're still more extroverted than me, though. Yeah. I am an extroverted introvert, 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 <laughs> introvert, as in if I'm with my people, yeah. I'm a major extrovert. I am not good at just approaching people I do not know. You are better at that. It's not yeah. like your favorite thing, but you're better at it. No, it's not. It. I, but if I can pick up on their personality quicker, yeah. I'm better at it because then I could, Yeah. you know, I'm not going to talk to someone... Like I would talk to Ray Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who is... You know, Nobody who talks know, to Ray yeah. Lynn the way we talk to Ray Lynn. <laughs> no, yeah. it's like, it, it, like, for example, if I could pick up that they're like a gamer. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to talk to them like like they're a gamer. Yeah. Uh, if they're into a certain genre of music or a sport or... But if, okay, you know? if something needs to be done, you will do it. Like... I'll make a phone call for you where you don't make a phone call. <laughs> but if we're in person, okay. listen, but okay, wait. Yeah. But can you in, tell? Can you, you, sure, hold okay. on. But in person, like, okay, you've broken up fights at Walmart. Like things where I'm like, I, I find like an aisle and I do that. And like, soccer games. Too, you know, I just, yeah. well, yes, but you're being paid for that. <laughs> but like if you're in Walmart and you stop a fight, I'm the one who is like a couple aisles away hiding, waiting for you to be done. Like, so to me, that's more, and I don't yet, know if that's extrovert or if that is, you just, something needs to be done. And and yet I'm the same person that is like, hon, can you call the hair people yep. to get me an appointment for a haircut? I finally made him, I have been making his hair appointments. I used to make your doctor appointments. I finally was like, here are the phone numbers. Call yourself. <laughs> Oh, he God. did it. I, I was hope, so proud of him. I really hope my sisters are not listening to this episode. <laughs> I'm going to send it to them. Please listen. If you don't listen to anything else, listen to this one. Whatever. I. The thing is, the reason why I ask you to do it is because I'm at work, and by the time I get out, I always end up forgetting with that kind but of But then thing, I still have know? to text you and say, hey, is this time good? If you say no, then I have to call them back and say, well, never you, mind, let's change it. You usually know my schedule, though. Do I, though? I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> I took Rilla to speech this morning and forgot that her speech therapist told me two weeks ago that she wasn't going to be there, and we were scheduled for tomorrow. And so when we got there, I went, oh, we need to cancel for tomorrow because I won't be here. Where are you going to be? Children's oh, yeah, okay. Museum. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. My I'll brain has left the building. Just to let you know, I'll be at work. Okay. Good to know. All right. <laughs> and then I had to call and reschedule my shot for Thursday because, oh, it's your work picnic. Oh, yeah. All these things that like, oh, hey. I'm sorry. I wish my brain worked. <laughs> uh, clearly, it is working because I would not have been able to do that. I keep track of six people's schedules. You keep track of... Mine's the easiest, though. But you keep track of your own. <laughs> 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 so I don't know if that's an accomplishment or not. Wait, am I the sixth person? Yep. Okay, well then take care of five. I'll I'll give you updates on anything. But you cha- don't. <laughs> That's the problem. Oh, by the way, did I tell you I'm doing such and such a thing tomorrow? 
No. Hey, cool. Okay. Well, for refing because refereeing is starting soon. Yes. I that that's like one of my biggest pet peeves that we don't get the schedule until the week before, or the sometimes the week of, because I'm the kind of person that's like, can you give it like a month in advance? <laughs> Thing is, you are very blessed with a pretty go with the flow wife. You are. Oh. Okay, go cool. Go ahead. You can go take a cross-country trip. Just, you know, call. Really? I'm not going cross-country. That's never crossed my mind, a cross-country trip. <laughs> that welcome. was a lot of crosses. <laughs> Cross my mind. Okay, I, we, okay, we like a really major got, yeah. detour. But <laughs> Sorry, people everyone. Should, they yeah. should be used to this by now. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Yeah, but be examples of the flock. Be examples uh, to, the flock. to the flock, sorry. Um, for the flock, too, I guess. Uh, Come but follow to the me flock. off a cliff. <laughs> but it's like, what are we supposed to do? And we already used the example of, and it's not an example. Uh, it was humility at its finest when Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. You know, that's that that's like a servant. Lo- wasn't that like the know? lowest job? Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe other than cleaning up poop. I don't know. <laughs> the, but uh, yeah okay go ahead so when you think of being you know being an example to the flock i think sometimes we think that automatically means whatever we whatever we're told to do but it also could mean them teaching you how to go and find these things for yourself yeah so yeah i've i'm a, i'm really big on teaching how to learn before teaching on a specific subject. That and teaching how to learn and how to think because yeah. you'll use that forever versus if you were just told, believe this, do this, but you're never taught how to look into that yourself or, yeah. um, I mean, that's really what like the love of learning. But uh, right now, Gemma's obsessed with the Berenstein Bears and she makes me read <laughs> the same book every night. Yep. But there's this part that I want to share on Facebook sometime that um, it talks about how sheep are, they follow their leader. And he said, whether that's off a cliff or, you know, wherever it is, they follow the leader. And, and he said, which it's not always bad that there's a leader and it's not always bad that there's a flock, but we need to be able to learn for ourselves right from wrong. Yeah. It was like, there's just, and I'm like, this is a children's book. And I'm like, how many adults don't know this? But yet, I mean, I automatically think of government and like the people that are, are they just spew what they're told. The media. And yeah. they, they, and I'm like, you don't even know why you believe that. Yeah. Or bringing it into the church, like how much false teachings and false teachers are getting into the church. Did you, did you finish that video with, I didn't. Uh, on Richard Rohr? I didn't. Okay, what? Side note. Okay. <laughs> Side note is crap. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. No? It's gone. Okay. It'll come back later, I'm sure. I should have just interrupted you. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> Verse 4. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Speaking of sheep and shepherds and following the leader, the chief shepherd. I remember. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was thinking about how... Sometimes we've had things used against us as things we've been through in the past is why we do things that we do now, mm-hmm. but in a negative way. Yeah. Like, who doesn't do things in their current life because of things that happened in their past, whether it was good or bad? Yeah. That's kind of a stupid thing. Anyway, um, I was thinking, I bet there's a, some of those types of people that I was looking at people like Marsha and, uh, what's her name, Doreen? Doreen Virtue. Doreen Virtue, yeah. Um, who I could see that being used against them, that they were yeah. in that... And so now they're hypersensitive to anything that looks like it, but when really some of it's okay. And it's like, no, I'm going to listen to somebody who has lived and breathed these new age things and then tells the church people, this is not of God. And I don't care if you want to make excuses for why you should still be allowed to do it and that they're just overly sensitive. And even given biblical truth, and shown historical fact, yeah, and you still choose it. That's not humility. <laughs> well, <it> cracks, <laughs> you know, it cracks me up because the one person that people indirectly follow. So you meant Richard Rohr, 
There's yeah. a lot of people who would probably say, I've never heard of him. I don't follow his teachings, but you probably indirectly do. Mm-hmm. He's been on Oprah, and Oprah has applauded him. Yeah. This person who's saying she believes there's many ways to God. And how, and how many people that have stemmed from him that have written books... That uh, people are following. That people are following, like the Enneagram. Yeah. Um, and other other ones too. What would, did you finish the video? You said no, right? Yeah, it was more towards the end, so I, I can't remember the author's name. But it was like, I I don't think I've ever heard that that uh, that author before or the books. But I wouldn't be surprised with how many have been sold that it's prominent in churches. Oh yeah, you know? I mean, and I think that's the scary thing because I did share that video and I said Christians, like, please, please watch like, this, like. I don't care. You be don't have, humble. You don't have to listen. take it from me. Yeah, I've learned stuff from these. I, I'm assuming I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people still listen and and abide by the enneagram and stuff like that because we're the ones saying it. it you be. know who you are. Like, yeah, and it I'm could, sure. Yeah, but like, but, but that's sad because that that's your heart and your soul on the line for following somebody who's leading you away from yeah. God. I'm sorry. I point to Jesus. And honestly, so that even with like the humble, the humbleness would be that that is our goal. There's not a um, whether or not somebody wants to believe we do this or not. We're not lording anything over someone. Like honestly, if somebody else follows the enneagram, means nothing to me, other than the fact that I love people enough that I don't want to see them following something wrong. It does no personal damage or good to my life. And so me giving that warning is not me lording it over somebody as somebody better. It's me saying, run for the hills because I care about you. Yeah. And that's, to me, that is like, that is a humble, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. All right. We, we talked about following the leader. All right, he's the chief, the chief shepherd. We we follow him, uh, and what is that? What will we? What will we receive? That was really that was a tongue twister. Uh, the crown of glory that will never fade away. All right, so all of this stuff that an elder can accomplish, and it, like look at all the ones that they shouldn't do, and it's like you gain something from that, but those things will fade away. Everything else, though. That, that Peter directs them to do, you will get a crown of, uh, you will get a, uh, receive a crown of glory that will never fade away. All right. So that now verse five is going to the youth. In the same way, meaning in the same way as the elders. Okay. In the same, in way. The same way. You who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All right. In other, in other wor- uh, words, you're in training to become an elder. And if you're already exemplifying these attributes, these qualities, then you are a lot better off now than they ever had been. Well, it's even referring to just somebody who is older than you and and wiser than you. I don't necessarily think that it means every single person who's older than you is somebody you should submit to. (laughs) Respect your elders. Okay, I can respect you because you're (laughs) old, but your teachings are really screwy. Yeah. Um. Submit yourself to the elders, all of you. Now, he's directing it to all of you, everyone. Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Towards who? Towards who? One another. One another. Because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Though That's a, that's a scary thing. God opposes, you know, opposing someone. So it, it's it's kind of like, well, if I'm not doing this kind of thing, it sounds to me that God is against you then. Or or he's against, okay. Or against what, what you're doing. Well, but it does Go say ahead. God opposes the proud. Yeah. It doesn't say God appro- opposes the people, the people's actions of pride. Because wouldn't pride be a heart condition, and therefore you yeah. are a proud person. Yep. Unless the grammar is just off. But like no, I hear I, that no, as... No, I like, agree. Because yeah. so often we say, well, we, 
I don't like what this person does. And there are times, there are obviously, I think we all have things that we don't like about somebody, but we like that person as a whole. But this yeah. clearly says he opposes the proud. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Hmm. What verse was that? Um, five. And I actually brought up the proverb that is that that's from. Uh, so I, I want to bring the proverb into context. All right, and it is uh, Proverbs chapter three, starting at verse thirty-two. I'm going to read: For the Lord detests the perverse, but takes the upright into His confidence. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but He blesses the home of the righteous. He mocks proud mockers but shows favor to the humble and oppressed. The wise inherit honor, but fools get only shame. What was that one? Proverbs? Yeah, Proverbs 3. So it's cross-referencing that and then James 4, 6 through 10, and then Mm -hmm. both of those cross-reference that proverb. (laughs) Uh, James 4? Yeah, 6 through 10. Six, I didn't read that one. Hang on. Where, what happened to James? Where is it? James 4? Yes. 6 through 10. Yeah. All right. Uh, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Oh, same, same verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Yeah, that's definitely that definitely coincides with 1 Peter 5. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, especially with the rest of 1 Peter 5 that we're going to read. Well, it was say like the... the um... Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Yeah. Like, it's even saying here that's more like you cho- you choose between following God's morals or demonic teachings. Hmm. Yeah. So let, let me read the rest of First Peter 5, and then we'll talk more. Uh, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, I, those those are an echo to each other. It's just bouncing off both walls here. <laughs> um, so humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand. So we talked about what it means to be humble, that you place yourself under uh, under the tutelage, under the servant servant uh, servitude of someone. And he says he writes uh, Peter writes, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand. Now, in biblical imagery and concepts and all that other jazz, what does God's mighty hand imply? Like, what does God's mighty hand mean? Think army terms. I guess I've never even really thought of it, because I don't know. I mean, he's all powerful. I guess I just yeah. I don't usually stop yeah. to actually think what that term means. Yeah, that's what I hear. He's all powerful. Yeah, and uh, if I if my memory serves me right, <laughs> um, that kind of imagery, especially in the Old Testament, is an image of a warrior. Mm-hmm. So humble yourself under that kind of might under God's mighty hand, uh, that kind of power, that he may lift you, not, not so that you're like annihilated and no more or anything like that, uh, but that he may lift you up in due time. So at some point, he will lift you up. And 
I, I hate always going back to it, but I, I want to bring up the question I've brought up before. What do you do with healing? If God is going to bring us up in due time, what do we do then? If we've learned, if we've been serving under this mighty God's hand, under his, hand, his mighty hand, what are we supposed to do then? Are we not supposed to exemplify that same thing? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying start wars <laughs> or anything like that, but... There's this imagery of God's power that we should be exemplifying. Probably another side note. Side note? Um, okay, it goes with forward. I thought you said sad. No. Sad or side? No, side. Side, okay. So, humble in James 4, 4, 10. James 4, 10. <laughs> <laughs> Does not mean the same thing as humble in First Peter. Because the first Peter humility was the servanthood, the mutual servanthood to another. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and this is to humble and to descend into a humble condition and to depress your pride. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's like another reason. Every time I do this kind of stuff, I think people need to do this. Because if you're going to read and you just get humble in your head of how we think humble, you cannot read humble the same way in every single verse that humble appears. Yeah. So the way in which we humble ourselves before the Lord is not the same humbling that they're talking about in First Peter. Hmm. Yeah. I do feel like the humbleness before the Lord, he is the only one that we should be humble in that way. He is the only one that I lower myself to ground level and complete submission to him. Yeah. Remember, we are dust. That's not a side note. That that's very good. Good good job. And then humble even above that is different. <laughs> humble in verse six is different. Low in situation of condition. Humble, poor, mean, or depressed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, just, I also loved that devil. It's not a capital D one person devil. It's a it's a traitor, a person of lies. Yeah. Right. There, there's more, yeah. I mean, Satan's not the only thing out there. I mean, can you, I mean, he's not God, so yeah. that means he'd have to hop around from person to person. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, verse 7, you wanted to say something about this one. Cast all of your, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Talk about anxiety. Oh, okay. What, is, what does this word actually mean in the okay, Greek? Okay, so in this, it actually means um, cast all your care or your anxious interests. So I guess when I think of that, I think of like something, maybe you are having an interview and that is, it's an interest, but you were just like so hyped up and anxious about how that's going to turn out. You cast that to God. I've heard this verse used against people who have, anxiety. have a, a diagnosed anxiety. Yeah. And here's where I say, because I'm one of those people. It's very hard to cast something upon God that you don't see coming. So my car slides on ice and my chest tightens and I can't breathe. That's not me making myself anxious that I then need to, like, yes, I can call on God, but that is not what this verse is, is applying to. So when you start using the Bible and stuff like this against people who say, I am medicated for anxiety and you tell them, well, then you don't have enough faith in God because it says cast your anxieties on him. Different. Altogether. Different. <laughs> that is my little soapbox. So, do you think 300 feet is really, or, sorry, meters, 300 meters is really high? I don't know what meters are. So I don't no, either. It's not. Um, I don't know. Okay. Yes? <laughs> I wish I could find, I thought that Nine, was feet. Is that 900 feet? A meter stick. Is it a meter three? Hang on. Hey, Siri. <laughs> How many really feet dumb right now. is 300 meters? So 984 and a quarter. Oh, it's kind of close. So almost 1,000 feet, okay? Yes. Um, how fast do you think an object would fall? I don't know. Please don't make me do this. <laughs> 7.8 seconds. Eight. 
Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Let's let's make it a little shorter. Okay. One hundred meters. Hey Siri, how many how many feet is a hundred meters? <laughs> Three hundred twenty-eight feet. Okay. Okay. That would take four and a half seconds. Okay. Okay. Now, if uh, like when you were talking about like when you have no idea that something's coming, you really don't. Like, can you actually gather your thoughts, gather uh, your emotions, get them in in control, like, yeah, get them in check, and then just hear God within four and a half seconds? Yeah, and and that's why I, I what this is saying is I think okay, I don't need to be anxious about what am I going to eat, where are my clothes going to come, like those kind of things that are my interests that I care about in life. I can give those to God. Yeah. But I, like I said, your, your physical bodily reaction to something, maybe, maybe it's our broken language that maybe anxiety is not the best word for that. I don't know. But I just, it just irks me when I've heard people use that against people that have anxiety. Yeah. So, by the way, that calculator was called splat calculator. Oh, for how quickly it will go flat? Yeah, how fast things will fall. Yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. Who has time for that? (laughs) Uh, Well, I I guess math people. I don't know. Um, So verse 8, be alert and of sober mind. And I don't think that's just talking about like, you know, don't be drunk. Um, Because we can have our minds altered, I guess, or uh, influenced by more than just alcohol. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can be under the influence of, of many, many things. things. Yeah. And, like rubber cement. Well, no, I'm not even talking about drugs. I'm talking, I'm talking about infatuations. Oh, yeah. Too. Um, and I was making a joke. Oh, sorry. Oh, the rubber cement. <laughs> sorry. My head. bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I got I got to point something out. If uh, if a lion is prowling, it, you know, if the devil is prowling like a roaring lion, he's not doing too good of a job. <laughs> because when a lion prowls, they're trying to be quiet to sneak up on their prey. In the meanwhile, here's the devil being all obnoxious. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like it, he's he's being very uh, itself. <laughs> you know, like that's what it is, and I think it, maybe that that could help us understand and recognize when something is of the devil and not of God, you know, Uh, because it just seems to that this, I don't want to say noise, but there's these things being filled, like my ears are being tickled, you know, and I'm really liking it, you know, that kind of thing. Tickling ears. Yeah, going back to false teachings, you know, surrounding ourselves with the things, with the teachers that we want to hear. Um, That could be very loud. Instead, why are we only listening to the teachers we like and accept versus the ones that will actually challenge us? Mm-hmm. If you need someone to challenge you, I will challenge you. All right. <laughs> Do I challenge you? Yes. Daily. Not because of my personality. <laughs> uh Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. You are not alone, so don't stay alone. Like we said at the beginning of this episode, we should not be doing things on our own. Uh, like when I when I shared about my coworker helping me out, she showed up. Mm-hmm. We need she had to nothing do th- to gain from it either. Yeah, and, and it's like. 
it, it was just a, one of the simplest things too. Mm-hmm. Why are, why do we think we need to be superheroes and only show up for the amazing things that make us look great? Yeah. Versus everything else. Which is funny because the Bible is the exact opposite. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Like when yeah. you give, when you serve, yeah. you shouldn't. It's one thing if somebody else points it out and says, hey, look at what this person did. But if you're like, look, I serve and I do all of these great, amazing things. Yeah. But resist him. Resist that devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, standing firm in the faith. Uh, what faith? Question that. You, you should question that, really. Especially if uh, you're not really sure on, on the teachings. Question that. It's okay. Because if you're putting faith in something that's not true of scripturally, if it's not lining up with scripture, if it's, if it's something that is not who the real Jesus is of the gospel then don't put your faith in that. Uh, yep. All right? Stand firm in the faith that is our, our trust in the gospel who, who tells us that Jesus really did truly, factually say, uh, say and do all this stuff. He died on the cross for our sins because we couldn't do it ourselves. We couldn't, we couldn't rectify all that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And, and he rose again and... Ascended to heaven, and he's coming again. Amen. He is and, alive, unlike some people's teachings. Yes. <laughs> Just throwing that one out there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Rose from the grave, he went up to heaven, he's coming back. He's yep. going to come back. And that, like... Which is awesome and awesome terrifying and, all the same yeah, time. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. It's like awesome and scary all, at one, all in one. Um, but that is the faith that we yeah. have. It's awesome for the believers. A little scary for those not. Yeah. It's uh it's not anything to do with like Jesus, your Jesus consciousness or, and stuff like that. <laughs> Finding the Jesus okay, that's within not, you. Yeah, that is not the gospel. Do not put your faith in that. I mean, I'm only bringing this up because we brought the Enneagram earlier. Mm. Like that kind of thing, don't put your faith in that. Tell me where it is in scripture, and then I'll then okay, yeah, put your faith in it. But well, if it's not there, don't. The other thing that I was just thinking is there's so much focus on me, but even me, and Jesus did this for me, and Jesus died for mm. me, and thank God I don't have to go to that place. You thanking God and realize, like, hopefully, you truly realize what He has saved you from, and when you do you are going to want to run to the aid of everybody who is not in him. Mm. Because if you truly realize what you're saved from, why would you want any other person to have that happen to them? And that is why we are huge advocates on calling out false teachings. Because what Scripture even says, even the elite, or the the elect will be misled that the way... The truth astray, yeah. is is narrow. So, like, I don't know why we seem to believe that the the big teachings that you know millions of Christians are following equals the way because millions of people are doing it. Yeah. Well, everyone's doing it. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that some <laughs> of the stuff isn't true, but but that's not the criteria. Yeah. Just because it works, just because it has a nuance to, towards truth, doesn't mean that it's biblical. Yes. And you know, and if you look into it and you find out, hey, that tre- that teaching is okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> so, resist him. Stand standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. All right, don't don't get duped. You're not alone. Learn learn with each other. Learn together uh, who who the real Jesus is, uh, the true gospel that is only found in Scripture, not someone's book that they wrote that they what they think about who Jesus is. Yeah, and then in closing, uh, in Peter's closing, and ours, and ours, I, I suppose, uh, verse ten. And the God of all grace, who called you to His eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will Himself restore you, and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Doesn't that sound great? Like being strong, firm, and steadfast. Like you are not movable. Mm. You are immovable. Uh, and that's the kind of restoration that God is in the business with. 
He's not here to make you feel all ooey gooey. He's here to make you tough. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you might feel good, but don't base your emotions off of what uh, what yeah. God can do, because sometimes you're going to need that strength. You're going to need that toughness. You're going to need that spine. You're going to need that pair of balls. <laughs> As John Cooper. Hey, if he could say it, I could say it too. Um, uh, because somebody, a fellow Christian, is going to need you. Mm-hmm. To him, be, power. be the power forever mm-hmm. and ever. Amen. amen. And the word amen, amen, means let it be so. Mm-hmm. May it be. May it be. Let it be. Let no, it be. don't stop that. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, hopefully, you can you've gleaned something from our our talk and. And our spat. <laughs> They've gotten used Honestly, to our that, boxes and yeah, our rabbit trails. Yeah. Honestly, that was probably the extent of our uh, arguments <laughs> that we had. <laughs> For this pericope, at least. Yeah. 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 So thanks for listening. And uh, if you have any comments, questions, or <clears throat> concerns, you can contact us. Uh, by email at contact at onefear.net or you can look for us on Facebook or Instagram and Danielle still has not done anything because she just made a face when I said Instagram we're there <laughs> we are there uh, yeah I, I think there's a way to message us on there too there is something. Yeah. on both I Facebook. just haven't posted anything <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not like I have other yeah, things to do well yeah I mean not like we're I twiddle my roll- thumbs all day <laughs> long yeah and it's not like we're rolling in the dough that we can pay someone to do the internet stuff or yeah pay myself <laughs> alright well thank you for listening and per the usual live such good lives